Allahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Deeper Roots podcast and our second episode with Sheikh Abdullah Hakim Quick. Sheikh Abdullah, welcome back to the podcast. Shukran. Assalamualaikum warahmatullah. We had a bit of a break since our uh, first episode and you were traveling uh, to Turkey. How was that trip? Uh, how did things go? Yes, alhamdulillah. Uh, it was a great trip. Uh, we had people from around the world who were part of our historic tour. And we traveled to different parts of Turkey following a historical route. And that was landing in Istanbul, but then going to Iznik, and that is Nicaea, following the Council of Nicaea, and then right around uh, Soyut, Bursa, and then to Erdirne. So we're following the evolution uh, of the Ottoman Empire, and then we came back to Turkey, and it was very successful. And it's a beautiful country to be in, especially in the summer months. Barakallahi sounds like a really uh, interesting tour, one that I would like to go on, inshallah. Um, right now we are in the month of Muharram and uh, coming up to the 10th of Muharram. Within the Islamic calendar, uh, what is the significance of this month? Yeah, so Muharram, of course, is the first month in the Islamic calendar. And in Surah At-Tawbah, verse 36, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, إِنَّ إِدَّةَ الشُّهُرِ إِنَّ اللَّهِ إِتْنَ عَشَرَ شَهْرًا فِي كِتَابِ اللَّهِ يَوْمَ خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ مِنْهَا أَرْبَعَةٌ حُرٌ And so um, Allah said, Verily, the number of months with Allah is 12 months in a year. So it was ordained by Allah on the day when He created the heavens and the earth. Of them, four are sacred. Al-Ayah. And it continues, verse number 36. The Prophet, peace be upon him, in a hadith reported by Abu Bakr, uh, tells us that uh, these months were Dhu'l-Qa'dah, Dhu'l-Hijjah, Muharram, and Rajab. So these are the four uh, sacred months. Now, when you look at the verse again, the continuation after uh, that there are four sacred months. Allah said, ذَلِكَ دِينَ الْقَيِّمْ فَلَا تَظْلِمُ أَنفُسِكُمْ Allah said, this is the right religion. So do not wrong yourself. So no dhulm, no oppression should be done during these months. So even in the time of Jahiliyyah, the Arabs, you know, they took these months as, as a sacred time. And that continued on. That was confirmed by the revelation that these are really important months. There's no superstition in this, in the sense that some people think that you, you shouldn't get married in Muharram and you shouldn't do anything, and they look in a superstitious way. But they're sacred months, and you should not be oppressing anybody. You should not be, obviously, stealing and, and, and going over the limits uh, in any possible way. I notice that Ramadan is not mentioned within within those four uh is there a separate status to the month of ramadan yes because what we find is that um the 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 fasting muharram uh, came to the surface of these four months you know as being really the pinnacle you know of, of the sacred months and uh eventually there was fasting um that was done then and um the prophet sallallahu was asked on, on the fasting of the 10th of Muharram, and he said, Yukafara Sanat al Madiya. 
that the fast on the 10th would wipe away the sins of the past year. And so when the Muslims came to Medina in the beginning, they were fasting on Ashura. Uh, that was an important you know, day for them. Uh, there was no Ramadan. And it wasn't until the early part of the Medina period that the, the verses came in you know, for Ramadan. So then it, it evolved you know, from the day of Ashura uh, into Ramadan itself. And Ramadan takes on a special significance uh, because of Laylatul Qadr and all the things in the revealing of the Qur'an. Uh, but the sacred months was even before the last Prophet Muhammad Wasallam. You see, so it's like a continuation. Ramadan now takes the, the sacredness to another level. So focusing on, on the 9th and the 10th of Muharram, what is the importance of those days and what is the connection with the Jews of Medina who were fasting on the 10th of Muharram? It is reported that when the Prophet ﷺ came to Medina, he found the Yahud fasting on Ashura. And he asked them, why? Why is this? They said, this is a righteous day. It is the day that Musa salam, and the children of Israel were saved from the Pharaoh, from the Pharaoh of Egypt. Uh, and so they fast you know, on that day. But the Prophet ﷺ then said, We have more right to Moses than you. So he commanded the fast on the 10th uh, and then he said uh, and you should be different than them and, and fast on the 9th as well. He, he didn't live for a year but that command which really sunnah mu'akkadah it is a strong sunnah you know to fast on the 9th and of course the 10th is the most important day because of the forgiveness of the sins. Uh, many of the ulama also allow uh, not only 9 and 10, but it could be 10 and 11. And at least 10. 10 is the key thing to make sure, because the other is just to show that we're different you know, than the other communities. So in other words, for the Yahud, this, is a, this was a celebration. Now just imagine now being in slavery and your life is on the line and you come to the water, Allah opens it up, you're saved from this is a major thing. It's the saving of their nation. So it's it's a joy. It's a thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is also recorded that the Prophet Nuh alayhi salam, when the flood came to destroy his people, uh, his uh, boat, Safina to Nuh, it landed on Mount Judi uh, on the 10th. So this is another celebration. Imagine the world is now underwater and you're saved on the 10th. So this really is a joyous occasion for us and is one of gratitude and thankfulness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So with, with uh, the talk of the importance and, and uh, the celebration, there are those who, are, who look at this day and the historical events which happened around uh, Hussein, mm-hmm. and and uh, look at it in a, in a different way, in a, in a, in a way that is uh, negative or in a, a way that focuses on mourning. Right. How do we look at those historical events? Yeah. We call ourselves Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. I mean, this is a name that came after the time of the Prophet. Islam is based on the, the final revelation to Quran and also the one who 
lived the Quran and explains the Quran, and that is the last messenger. Peace and blessings be upon him. And so the, the essence of the final form of the religion is through these two sources. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah Al-Ma'idah verse 3 uh, tells us that today I have completed for you your religion. Um, I have finalized my favor on you and I have chosen for you Al-Islam as your way of life. Complete. So therefore if you look at it historically you have all the prophets and especially Ulul Azam min al-Rusul. These are the five you know, great prophets Noah, Musa, uh, Isa, uh, uh, Ibrahim, Muhammad Azam. So that's the top layer coming down to the final prophet. Now the religion is complete. So, so the basic foundations of the religion are set. And anybody who is following Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, we're not even using the word Sunni or Shia. We're following the last messenger. Then you would naturally do uh, what he said to do and you would celebrate in the way that he celebrated and all of his companions celebrated. Tragically, after the time of the Prophet, peace be upon him, there were a number of assassinations and there were a number of uh, tragic events that took place. The great Khalifa Umar ibn Khattab, عنه, he was assassinated. Uh, the great Khalifa Uthman, uh, عنه, he was assassinated. Ali, عنه, the great Khalifa, was assassinated. Um, many tragedies hit the Muslim world. Hussein, being um, one of the grandsons of the Prophet, peace be upon him, a person who stood up against oppression, uh, wanted the Muslim world uh, to go in the right direction. And he set out in order to make this right. He felt that the Umayyads had taken over and they had appointed Yazid, uh, who was not a person of good character, and so you know, he wanted the Muslim world to go right, even though many of the companions told him, don't do it. But he was a very strong person. And unfortunately and tragically, uh, he and many people in his family uh, were killed at Karbala. And this is a tragedy. But we look at this as one of the unfortunate events, and out of evil comes good. Because we have to realize that the, sh the Shaheed, the Mada, is in the highest part of paradise. And the Prophet ﷺ said that from the revelation that he got is that the Shaheed, when he goes over in the transition to the next life, and they ask him, look at this Naeem, look at this beautiful things that you have. What do you want now more than anything else? And his answer is, I want to go back to the earth and die Shaheed again so I can get what is on this side. So it's joyous. So the way of Islam and the Muslims, who are ones who submit to Allah, is that we are mournful and, and we are sad as human beings for somebody who dies, especially the Shaheed. And then after the three days you know, go by or whatever period it takes to really get that feeling out of you, we're happy. Hussein, he's in the highest part of paradise. So we should actually be smiling for him, not crying for him. That is the way of the companions, that, that we are joyous for those who have gone before us. We should cry over ourselves, because we're living in a world of chaos and calamity uh, and, and confusion. And it, it's very clear what our religion is. It's a 
positive religion. The Prophet ﷺ, when he would send his companions out, he told them, Bashiru tunafiru. He told them, give glad tidings. Don't drive people away. In other words, Islam is not a negative way of life. It's a positive way of life. And even death for a believer is a positive thing. Especially for the one who dies in the path of Allah. Looking at Ashura from a modern perspective and, and how the practices of this day, the significance of this day, can help the believer you know, in 2022 with what is happening outside mm. in the streets and the challenges to, to faith for Muslims. When we look at Muharram and Ashura in particular in the 21st century, from the perspective of the Prophet Sallallahu and what Allah has revealed, we realize that this is a positive time, this is an energizing time. And in the 46th chapter, verse 35, Allah tells us, Wasbir kama sabara ulul azam min rusul. Have patience, perseverance, as the resolute prophets amongst the messengers had. And these five prophets, they're Nuh, Najiullah, and he is the one that Allah saved. He's the confident one who was saved by Allah. And there was Ibrahim, Khalil Allah, who was the friend of Allah. There is Musa, Kalimullah, the one who spoke to Allah. And there is Isa, Kalimatullah, right? The word of Allah breathed into Maryam. And there is Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Khatam al-Anbiya wa mursaleen. So these are the five heroes that we should have. And, and it is in this month, in this Ashura, that we should remember their struggle. Because we are going through a type of flood a flood of negative information, of immorality. And we need to stand like Nuh alayhi salam. Even if it means that we're alone on the boat, that we say we're going to stand for the truth, and anybody you know who's going to stand, stand with us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will save us. Ibrahim alayhi salam, who traveled from place to place, think about his example, because the Quran describes him as kana ummah. He was a nation unto himself. And that again means that we need to make firm commitment to our faith that even if everybody goes astray, that we will stand. That is the case of Ibrahim salam, who stood for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with all the tests. Then of course there is Musa salam, who reached the point of the water. Imagine, the Egyptians were probably the most powerful civilization on earth. Nobody had pyramids like this. Nobody had a history or mechanized army like this. Musa is escaping with his people. There is nothing in front of them but the Red Sea and back there is death. But he stood his ground. So that's the kind of stance and courage that Muslims have to have. And then Isa alayhi salam, who is, is that example of the one who went through all types of suffering, all types of challenges, but held his position and that's another person we need to study very closely because we believe he was raised and he's coming back so now is the time to study Isa what will be happening before the coming of Jesus what will happen with Dajjal the Antichrist 
filling the earth with confusion. What will happen with the Mahdi, the one who is guided by Allah, responding to the Dajjal, organizing the Muslims, and then Isa descending from the sky. These are all to come. So we need to study this. And above all, Muhammad and what he has left us, he has given us the signs of the last days. It's in his words, and it coming to pass right in front of us. So, so if we're connected to Ul al-Azam and al-Rusul, then we have heroes. These are the heroes that our children need, not Batman and Superman and the ninja mutant creatures and aliens, but these are the real heroes who give us morality, lifestyle, and give us hope for the future and connect us to the revelation that will continue to be guidance to the day of resurrection. And we can only pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would give the Muslims throughout the world that strength of Ulul Azam and will rescue them from the, the terrible crises and the oppression that is coming upon them. May Allah uh, take the Muslim world out of this calamity Amen. and accept our prayers and give us the highest part of paradise. Thanks for listening to the Deeper Roots podcast. This podcast was produced by me, Thmad Quick. The percussion-only audio track is by Jibril Moore. If you'd like to learn more about the work of the Sheikh, take one of his courses, or read one of his books, follow him on Instagram or Facebook, or visit his website at hakeemquick.com.